Hey everybody, I'm Danielle McCartan, WFAN Overnight host, and you're listening to the On The Board Sports Podcast. You can put it on the board! Yes! And welcome back to another edition of the On the Board Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C, coming to you from Long Island, New York, on this Tuesday, March the 23rd. A lot of things going on today within not only just in hockey and in all sports galore, but it's been a lot of things going on in sports the past couple, the past week, and I am really thrilled and I am really honored to be joined once again by my co-host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Shawnee on the mic. Sean, how are you, buddy? Well, always glad to be with you, Will. I'm doing well. And, well, before we start the show, I meant to ask you this last show, so I'm going to ask you this now. Is it me or does it feel like this year is just going like warp speed? It is. Or is it me? It is. No, it's it's definitely it's definitely going by fast, man. Without a doubt, one hundred percent. It is really going by fast. And you wanna know what's you wanna know what's even crazy? You wanna know what's even crazy? Yeah, good, good. Baseball season is gonna start up in a little more than a week. And throughout the media we have not heard anything at all about this baseball season starting. And I'm talking about sports radio. I'm talking, you know, Yes Network, ESPN, everything of the sort. It's like baseball season's about to start. Where, 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 where is this all? Even on social media, too. It's like the season's next week. You know, like I'm not even hyped or pumped up for it at that point in time. You know, just not. You know, nobody's talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 funny that you mentioned that because now that I think about it, you're like you're right. Like in the past years, you know, a week or a week or you know less than less than a week before opening day, you get the buzz and the hype, and you know, what I'm saying. But well, I think it's going to come once the games start, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully there's no pauses during the year, but it, it it is very strange. Well, and, you know, obviously with, you know, basketball going on and, you know, well, I think for the Mets and for the uh, Yankees sake, they may struggle uh, ratings wise and, 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 you know, back page wise for the beginning of the year for the simple fact of both New York basketball teams are doing well. It's not only because it's not even New York basketball. I feel like with the Knicks going and with them trying to fight for relevance in Bro- with Brooklyn, you know, and with the hockey season going on in which nobody's talking about the Islanders and that we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit later on uh, during the show, but it's like, you know, the, the main storyline throughout this whole time is football and let's let's just dive into football because we didn't even talk about football last week we talked a lot about hockey and basketball so let's just dive right into football and you know NFL free agency started up the 17th and there's been a lot of things going on the Jets what are the Jets going to do at quarterback position it looks like they're going to keep Sam Darnold in the fold here or draft the quarterback at number two. And you see what the Giants are doing right now uh, with in the past couple of days, signing guys like Kenny Holiday and now Dory Jackson, your former uh, Tennessee Titans, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Re- regardless, regardless or not, you know, this whole offseason and, you know, talk show radio, social media, you name it. Everything's been revolving around Deshaun Watson. Everything's been revolving around Deshaun Watson. And throughout it all, throughout it all, 
All we heard about on sports talk and everywhere, where's Deshaun Watson going to go? He requested a trade. Where is he going to go? He has the power to go wherever he wants. Where is he going to go? He's not going to play for Houston. And now this happens. The 24 alleged women have come out and 14 is the new number now that have filed a civil lawsuit against Deshaun. So with everything going on and you're seeing a lot of backlash here on social media and if you connect the dots, this guy, Anthony Busby, the lawyer for all these defendants that have come out against Deshaun Watson. Basically, he has said how he wants to take Deshaun Watson down, how this this is more about the trying to defend what what the women are going through right now, as opposed to what the, you know, what he's trying to accomplish. But there's been a history with this guy that really makes you wonder about everything. And like I said before, all of these, all of these defendants are being represented by Anthony Busby. Now I know I've been wrong on a lot of things, but back in 2014, there was a Instagram post basically saying, oh, my neighbor, Cal McNair, who is the Houston Texans owner, goes out, oh, you got to draft Johnny Manziel, puts out a puts out a big, big billboard ad saying, keep Johnny Manziel here in Texas. Draft Johnny Manziel if you're Houston. They didn't. And then, you know, all this stuff now, you know, and he comes out with a egregious statement. Basically, he I think he deleted this post off his social media with, with the Johnny Manziel thing. Basically, he's he we're not neighbors. I wouldn't know Cal McNair or any of the McNairs if we walk by the street. Meanwhile, you you say neighbor in in one of his posts, but it's just absolutely crazy, Sean. And I don't wanna I don't want to sound like that guy. I know I'm rambling on for too long here, but I feel as if with everything going on, there's got to be a catch. And even the the defense attorney for Deshaun Watson has come out and said, like, this is false. You know, my client has seen the one thing. This is all about a money grab here at this point. And I don't want to be that guy. But I, I'm going to have to be. Because how can all 24 defendants – come out now, right now, at this point in time. And I read the story on ESPN. I read I read it all. But how, Sean? And I'm going to let this up to you. It, it just seems, if you connect the dots here and you, you, you circle everything back together and circle everything around, it, does, it just seems so odd for the Houston Texans and for this guy, Anthony Busby and for everything just that and they come out and they said we're not connected here which is what they're going to say but it's just it's odd it's very odd that all this stuff comes out during the first day of the NFL offseason last week or the day prior and then all this stuff happens and of course we know about the Sean Watson requesting the trade but Sean what 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 I I I Basically talked a lot, but tell us uh, your thoughts on this whole Deshaun Watson thing, because I feel like everybody's a loser here in all of this. Well, well, you know, it's tough because you make a valid point, you know. On one hand, it's like, you know, 24 women. I thought it was actually like 17, so I didn't know that that the number had spiked up, but it's like, 24 women, nah, this is crazy. And they're all represented by the same guy, which is obviously uh, fishy and so on and so forth. But, well, on the flip side, people can look at it like this. If it was one 
person two, three, eh, or five, eh, 24, well, somebody could look at it and say, well, this got to be true. Because if 24 people are saying the same thing, well, I always tell my family members this, friends this. If somebody, if one or two people say something about you, you sweep it under the rug, right? If 10, 20, 50, 100 people say something about you, well, it's probably true. So I think as correct as you are that it seems fishy, on the flip side, it's like, well, damn, I mean, you do do we really think 24 and counting will, will are, you know, like they're going to lie, especially what if they have the Instagram receipts, because that was that was the crazy part of it all. Like he found these people on Instagram, supposedly. So it's just like it's just nuts. It's crazy. Well, well what I hope to make uh, to make a long story short, bro, is I hope that. If it is true, God forbid it isn't, but, but if it is true, I hope Houston didn't know about this and kept it on the hush. But now that Deshaun wants Watson wants out, now they're letting it be known. Because if that's the case, forget Deshaun Watson getting fined and uh, suspended. Roger Goodell needs to step in and control Houston because they don't know what they're doing. It's an organization out of control. Well, I'm surprised that so many that so many players in free agency has signed with them because of the chaos and the you know this everything that's going on there. Well, so well from your perspective, it's definitely true and it can be right. From others, it can also be right, and that's a scary part. Well, I hope it's not true because at 25 years old to have your career, you know maybe taken from you for something like this, you know, it, it's, 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 it's not what you want from a fan of his standpoint. And just in general, if, even if he was a player or not, though. what's even crazier is the fact that you have still multiple teams still involved here that want to have the Sean Watson services, no matter how you look at it, no matter how you slice it and dice it, and they're willing to say, hey, screw it. You know, we all have our trials and tribulations. But for them to go out there and to, to make this happen, it, it, it's just absolutely, uh, it's still crazy. And I know it's the NFL. I know that he's still a top five quarterback. But uh, all this going on right now, and it, it's just funny. And it's just, it's, uh, for me, it's just funny and it's all odd. How the timing of this. Now, am I defending Deshaun Watson here, Sean? Absolutely not. I am not defending what's going on 100% because as men, we have to be better. We have to be better as men. But looking at it from a societal standpoint, that this stuff goes on probably all the time and nobody knows what the fuck is going on. This guy has the the multi-million dollars and he plays for a professional organization. You, you talk about somebody else common here in, in this whole grand scheme of things, you know, it just get by the news, it gets swept under the rug, but people remember this stuff just because, and because of the fact that it's the Sean Watson, he plays in the NFL. It's a huge magnifying glass on this whole situation. And like I said before, I think this is a whole society, societal issue when it comes to talking about, you know, oh, I got to get a massage because I, I hear it all the time at work. Oh, I got to go to a massage parlor. I got to do this. I got to do that. And we all hear it. <laughs> Sean, you know it. We all hear it. I'm not one of those guys that goes to these massage parlors. I stay away from them because I think they're all convoluted and crooked and in any which way, shape, and form, and they get shut down uh, because of this stuff. But, you know, it's it's just absolutely insane. And it's it's realistically, how are we going to fix this? It's a society problem where we all come from at the end of the day. So that's just me. That's the way how I feel about it. But, you know, buddy, this, this whole thing's got to just stop at this point. You know, we've been seeing a lot of, a, a lot of people, 
getting thrown and losing their jobs and their livelihoods uh, due to, you know, sexting and showing your junk and your brajol and everything like that. Now, from, uh, you know, the former Mets GM, uh, what what was his name again? I fucking forgot. Um, I think it's Jason something. No, no, no. It's, wow. And Jared we, we, Porter. Jared Porter. Thank you. From Jared Porter, from all this stuff happening to uh Mickey uh, Callaway to Deshaun yeah, Watson now. It's just and there are probably other cases that are in between, but this is just absolutely uh unbelievable. But you know, just seeing all this stuff happen, it's just absolutely unbelievable. But to well, get it back, you know, it 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 happens more often than we think, you know, and you know, it's one of those things where you know men feel like, you know. Some men feel like they're entitled to it because of the status they have or the power they have. Some women are scared. You know, you know, well, you know, some women may feel like, you know what, if I have to do this to get in the industry or stay in the industry, I'll do it. So it, it it's scary. It's terrible. But, well, it happens way more often than anything. And, well, it happens at every workplace. You're in construction. I'm in aviation well it doesn't just happen happen amongst women and men and it happens it it happens with men and men too women and women too so i mean it's something that you know it sucks that it happens but hopefully this isn't true because well and the nfl better hope this isn't true because they have a draft next month in cleveland i just re i just uh saw this well Cleveland is not only getting the draft this year, they're getting the all-star game next year for the NBA. So all these things are coming to Cleveland. The NBA, I'm sorry, the NFL does not need this Sean Watson story to tarnish the NFL draft, especially when the draft was virtual last year. So they better hope and pray because this is only the beginning unless something happens quick, fast, and in a hurry well. Oh, yeah. And not only that, too, but the NFL, even though the, the ratings and stuff like that were kind of down for the Super Bowl, they still have this great young talent, right, with Patrick Mahomes, with everything going on uh, within the NFL. And to have this as a top five quarterback in your league happen, uh, it, this is a devastating blow. Uh, for the NFL and for what's going on, but it happened. It can happen anywhere. And you're right. You know, it's, this is something that needs to be addressed in, in a very, very short time, because like you said, the draft is coming up very soon. And uh, you know, it, before you know it, we're going to be talking about the draft and we're not going to be talking about the draft. It's all going to be about what Deshaun Watson's going to do at that point in time. So it's just absolutely crazy. Um, speaking of the NFL offseason, okay, and what the – let's focus in on all three teams, you know, between the Jets, the Giants, and we'll talk about your Titans because they lost out on a lot of pieces. And I don't know if they got some pieces back. Sean, I know you probably want to uh, talk about that. But – Let's just call call this out the way how it is. Both the New York Jets and the New York Giants have had very successful, excuse me, very successful off seasons thus far, no matter how you slice it and dice it. The Jets went out and they spent a lot of money signing guys like Corey Davis, uh, the edge rusher from Cincinnati, and they basically addressed their defensive line here too with the signing of Sheldon rankings. What a name. Love it. But, uh, you know, as a jet fan, I'm hyped for that. And then the giants, they go out and they sign Kenny Galladay, big deal. Daniel Jones, this is it for him getting a proven number one. We'll see what happens uh, when it comes to the connection between him and Galladay. And then, you know, they signed a Dory Jackson uh, just today. So, Sean, what's been uh, – Carl Lawson, by the way, was the name 
of the edge rusher from the Bengals that signed over with the Jets. Uh, just talk to us about, you know, some of these moves this offseason that both teams have made. And two Titans are now playing in the New York area for both the Jets and the Giants, respectively. The floor is all yours, sir. Well, I'll start with the Giants because I have a take on the Jets. Well, the Giants will, you know, the Giants, you know, they they went seven, they went six and ten last year, and you know they almost won the division at six and ten, I believe. Um, but you know, it was an off season that they needed to have. You know, they signed uh, the backup uh, back Devontae Booker, then they signed John Ross. You know, little bits and pieces here, and then they released Kevin Zeller, who I believe signed with Baltimore. I want to say, and then they got hot. Well, they got Kenny Galladay. And then obviously they get a Dory and then um, a couple other pieces here and there. They did get Kyle uh, Rudolph, but I read a report that's saying he may fail his uh, physical because he may need surgery on his foot. So the Giants may need to go and get a backup tight end. But, well, the Giants made moves and, you know, this, this, this is the year that Daniel Jones has to prove it. He has to prove that, you know what? I'm the franchise guy. I'm the reason, you know, I was worth being the sixth overall pick in that draft. I can do this. This is for me. And on the defensive side, well, they were great last year. Leonard, Big Cat, uh, Williams, they signed him to the extension. But they lost Dalvin Tomlinson, and he was a very disruptive force, Will. Will, in his four seasons with the team, he did not miss a game. That's hard to do, <laughs> playing on the defensive line. So, you know what I'm saying? So for them to lose that, um, you know, it's going to be a big piece, you know. Um, do they have the guys in-house? Maybe. Maybe they got to go through the draft. But their secondary has a lot of potential, well, but, you know, ESPN New York and WFEM, they got to calm down. Like they're saying the Giants have the best secondary in the NFL. They got to relax. They, they have the potential to be. They have the names to be. McKinney, Peppers, and Bradbury, Darnay Holmes so on and so forth. But, you know, let's see what happens first with uh, with that. But I like what they did, Will, and they had to because every other team made moves. Philly made them moves. The football team made moves. And the Cowboys, obviously, bringing back Dak, made a huge move there. So Giants had to do that. Will, to get to your Jets, I like what they've done. Um, you know, people didn't like the Sheldon uh, um, uh, rankings move. If you if you watched one game, well, which I know you did. If you watch one game for the San Francisco 49ers on the defensive side of the ball, Robert Sala rotates defensive linemen like he changes his socks. He loves defensive linemen. They brought in him. They got Carl uh, Lawson. They did release Henry Anderson, but we knew that was going to be because his cap it was too high. Will, that goes with Quinnen uh, Williams, Jabari Zuniga, John Franklin, uh, Hires, and and the whole set, and I'm sure they're going to add to that in the draft. This is what Robert Sala does. He wants to have probably a fresh four to start and another set of four guys to come in for those four guys. That's how he does. So I like the moves there, Will. The offensively, Will, I know. To see Corey uh, uh, Davis leave, you know, well, it sucks because just when he, he, he got good, this will be the year that the salary cap goes down and we can't bring him back. But I'm happy for him. I think he will shine, Will. But, well, here's the thing. To me, Corey Davis can be a very good number, number two. I don't think the Jets brought him here to be a number one. I think the Jets are banking on Denzel Mims taking a huge leap in year number two and possibly becoming that number one guy because then you got Davis at two, Jamison Crowder. And, well, I'm going to get to him. Jamison Crowder, you know, you brought him in. I mean, sorry, um, he's, he, he, he stays. Keelan Cole, well, I love that move. You brought in him, well, so I like what the Jets did. They still got to add to the secondary, which I think they're going to take care of in the draft and on the offensive line because you got 
one great piece and the other four spots aren't question marks, but you could improve. So I think that's what Joe Douglas will do in the draft world. And, well, the Jets have to sign uh, Marcus May. Yeah, Marcus May has to be there long-term. He's going to eventually be the captain of the team. And let's see what C.J. Mosley has and him coming back. Well, so I think the Jets are doing this. I think they're on the up and up road. But, Will, you're going to be happy to hear this. I didn't think I would change my tune, but I am. I did not think the, the, the right move would have been to keep Sam. I thought, listen, if you got a shot to get Deshaun, Russell, Dak, you go for it. You go and get one of the top 10, top 15 quarterbacks in this league. But, Will, I think Joe Douglas' mindset is this. If it isn't Trevor uh, Lawrence, I'm not going to force myself to like Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Kyle Trask. I'm not going to force myself to like them because the media says we need a quarterback. I know what I have in Sam. We're going to give him a fresh slate, new coach, new OC, new skill guys. Well, this is the best group of skill guys Sam has had in about to be his fourth year, period. He hasn't even played a snap with them yet, but it's the best hands down. So, well, I think the Jets are going to do what you want them to do. I think they're going to trade down from two. Who they take, wherever they trade down to, nobody knows. But I think, well, they're going to get some more picks. And, well, I think what you're going to see Joe Douglas do, I don't think he's going to get picked for this draft. Well, I think you're going to see Joe acquire picks for the 2022 draft and then trade back in that draft and get picked for the 2023 draft and then trade back in that draft. Because, well, that's how you build teams. You build teams through the draft and you hit on free agency when you can. So... I did not think those words would come out of my mouth, Will, but I think it's the right move. And the reason why I say, Will, to make a long story short, the reason why I say I'm going to bring up Jamison Crowder's name, Will, is because if he would have got cut, I think the Jets would have traded Sam weeks, weeks back, Will. The one consistent guy Sam had was Jamison Crowder. He's making $10 million. Will, you do not pay slot receivers $10 million bucks. But I think Joe Douglas tipped his hand, Will, in not cutting Jameson. Because now you're paying him 10 per. You're paying Corey Davis almost 12, 13 per. That's 24, 25 million in two guys, Will. So I think that's a telltale sign that Sam will be back. I think he should be back. I will, and I want you to take on this, Will. I don't think the judge should pick up the fifth year. Decline the fifth year, have him prove it in year four. If he does, you you pay him. You got the cap space, and the cap is going to soar, soar back. If he plays bad, boom, boom, you wash your hands of him, Will, and you go and you get a quarterback either via trade or in the 2022 draft. So, Will, I like what both local teams did. They have to hit in the draft, Will, but I, I'll, I'll give the Jets a slightly – better grade than the Giants, but I think both teams have done well, pal. Yeah, when you're looking at the Jets right now this offseason, I think for them to go out and to get Lawson and Davis and Sheldon Rankings and a couple other depth pieces there in place, I think that's absolutely huge. And Sean, you hit it right on the head, bro. You know, when it comes to Robert Sala, he's going to want to rotate his pieces, and I'm definitely going to hit that on the head because – Look at the New York team that rotated their defensive line against Tom Brady back when they won both their Super Bowls in Super Bowl 42 and 46. So that's the way how to go about it. And they were literally the 49ers. They were this close to beating Patrick Mahomes in last year's Super Bowl. But obviously it didn't happen, but it was there. And the formula is there. It's set. Now, here's here's the issue that I have with the Jet fan, and for people out there that are in the media that have this whole notion with Darnold about trading him. And my whole thing with, with Sam is I, I love him. You know that. I think everybody knows that. Everybody knows where I stand when it comes to Darnold. 
The problem here is when you have the number two overall pick and you're hearing fans constantly say, and you're hearing media members constantly say, oh, well, the Jets are at number two. You know, this is probably going to be the last time they're ever going to draft at number two ever again. And it's just like, you don't know that. I don't know that. Nobody knows that. And with the Seattle pick that they have for next season, let's say if Russell Wilson does get traded and what the whole back in return for Russell Wilson is, that Seattle Seahawks team isn't going to do well next year if they decide to trade for Russell Wilson. You know, if they decide to trade away Russell Wilson, excuse me. But regardless or not, Nobody knows. And right now, you're really banking on Sam Darnold. And I am banking on this as a Jet fan and as a believer in Sam is the fact that he's still 23, about to be 24 years old. You're going out there if you're him and you're seeing everything right now from what, okay, I I did things wrong this way, this way, this way, this way. I can improve it this way. And now that he he's going to have a head coach here and an offensive coordinator here that's going to really attack what might be his, you know, his strong points might get stronger at that point in time. And let's not forget with Darnold, this guy wasn't audibling at the line as per Adam Gase. Adam Gase was the ruler of making those calls with Dow Logans, okay? That was just an atrocity. You let your quarterback make the plays. You don't tell him, oh, you know, don't audible. You know, just absolutely downright crazy. Um, There's that. And there's also the fact that when it comes to Sam, you have guys here now that can catch the football around him. I loved Robbie Anderson when he was here as a Jet, but Robbie Anderson was known as a deep guy. That was it. He was known as a guy that could get the deep ball thrown to him. And where are you going to put him with Jameson Crowder in that slot? You know, I loved him. I was kind of upset that he was gone. But at that same point in time, you know, he's not going to fit with Adam Gase here. So Anderson's gone. They get a big body wide receiver that can, Sean, you know it. He's a big presence in the red zone. This guy is, what, 6'4", with unbelievable hands, and yeah, was, yeah. was drafted in the top five. You're talking about a reclamation project right there. And, oh, by the way, the guy can run block. This guy can run block. The same thing can be said with Crowder and Mims and what they're trying to accomplish now. They want to get back to this team back in the late 2000s in which they could go out grab a running back late and try and build up this offensive line. Mekhi Beckman is there already. And Darnold hasn't had any of this stuff. And for the fans out there to throw him out under the bus because of what happened last year in the past two years, uh, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of hyped to see what Sam Darnold has to bring for year four at this point in time with Everything about to be balanced for him. And for the people out there that can say, well, he needs to be a top five, top 10 quarterback in order to get that, to get that bag, to get that fifth year option exercised. Sean, I agree with you. You wash your hands if if he doesn't perform and you still have draft picks. You still have these draft picks and you still have the cap space in general to go out there and succeed. So I like where the Jets are headed right now, and this could not be a better offseason, for better or for worse, for this team and for a head coach that has proclaimed championship, championship, championship. I'm not saying wild card yet. I'm not going to say division yet. I'm not going to say seventh seed yet. I want to see what they do in the NFL draft and what – one more thing. They didn't have an offseason. They didn't have a training camp due to all this COVID. So these guys are going to come in. They're going to try and get this, themselves involved. And with the receivers, they only played in seven games together 
out of a possible 16. That is just absolutely insane when it comes to that. So they're going to have a balance together. They're going to have this chemistry, I feel, together. And let's see what happens come the NFL draft and the rest of this offseason. But I think Sam Darnold is the answer still as the Jets quarterback. And like you said, Sean, I totally agree with it. If he does bad in year four, you just cut the ties a la what the Bears did with Mitchell Trubisky. And now Trubisky is signed over with the Buffalo Bills. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the, well, the one thing I will say is I'm a little surprised that Robert Sala didn't, did not bring any players from San Francisco to New York. I thought several of the several of the defensive players were free agents, Solomon Thomas, uh, Kerry Hyder, Jason Verrett. Richard Sherman is still out there amongst amongst you know all some of the other defensive players and well they they haven't signed one of them so I, I don't know if maybe schematically he wants to do something different and those players don't fit the scheme or maybe they maybe the judge just didn't have those players ranked highly on their free agency want list but you know that's the one thing I was a little surprised with that he that you know he didn't approach a player or two away from the San Fran that could kind of, you know, help him with the defense he wants to install. Well, so, you know, well, and, you know, they keep in mind two, well, four, uh, three, well, or, well, it's kind of like a four, two, five, but it's really a four, three. So that, so, you know, they have to draft for that personnel. And I think that's why you saw them let, I believe Jordan Jenkins signed with the Patriots, I want to say, or Houston, one of those teams. And Houston. Then Houston. And then I saw Frankie uh, Louvo today signed with the Panthers. So yes. that's just furthermore proof that, that they're going from a 3-4 to a 4-3. They want to get those players in. So, well, I like what I see, um, you know, and hopefully I think the drive is in 36 days now. So it'll be here before we even – Blink will, so let's see how they do. But I think both local teams have had a pretty good off season. And well, the Jets needed it too because each team in that division made moves. The Dolphins made moves, the Bills made moves, and I guess the Kings of free agency have been the Patriots. Patriots threw money at everybody and got a huge haul. So we'll see what happens there. Doesn't mean that you're gonna win games though, and that's definitely going against Very true. the New England Patriot uh, philosophy, but people are going to want to play for Bill Belichick. So let's see what happens as far as the offseason goes. Sean, let's talk about your Titans here and then we'll, you know, because they lost out on, and they set these are salary cap cuts, obviously, but, you know, Dory Jackson gone, Corey Davis gone. You still got Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill still there, and they're trying to upgrade here. Uh, what's been your whole takeaway from this Titans offseason, bud? The disappointing thing, Will, is that, you know, the reason why we've gotten good the last three, four years is because we've drafted very well. Corey Davis draft pick, A.J. Brown draft pick, Derrick Henry draft pick, uh, Jeffrey Simmons draft pick, Jarrell uh, Casey draft pick, Kevin Byer draft pick, draft pick, draft pick, draft pick. And, you know, it just sucks, well because our good ones – you know, whether they calculated the salary cap wrong or they've just prioritized the world, some of our good draft picks are no longer with the team. And so the last offseason with all pro Jack, uh, Jack uh, Conklin, weren't able to keep him. He goes to the Browns. What does he do, Will? Second team uh, all, um, all uh, pro, but we didn't have the money to pay him because we had to pay Tannehill and Derrick Henry last offseason. We had to sacrifice somebody. Conklin was that guy. Well, our 2017 draft, I think, really really catapulted us to where we were, Will. Corey Davis was in that draft, first-round pick. Odori Jackson was the second first-round pick, pick number 17. Derrick Henry was pick number 44. John Smith was the third-round pick. All those guys were in the same draft. Only one player remains from that first four or five picks because Kevin Dodd was a bust. 
So that is Derrick Henry. Well, that concerns me because what have you seen our GM do? He's had to go out and sign guys. And and like you said, some of these were salary cap cuts, and I understand that well, but I'm 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 getting a little concerned because well, Derrick Henry, at the end of the day, he's the best back in the league. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Right. But he is a running back. I don't think he's Adrian Peterson that could still run for 500 to 600 yards at age 34, 35. Eventually, he's going to hit the decline. Hopefully, it's not soon, but eventually, like it does to every back, it will. I think we have to we have to capitalize on having him and put the best team out. And we spent a lot of money in free agency too. I feel like we, well, we made all these cuts to get under the cap. That we got under the cap and we went crazy. Bud Dupree, uh, Jack, uh, Rabbit, Kevin Johnson, Danico, Autry, uh, so on and so forth. So, you know what? Well, I'm we we need a great draft in 2021. We also need the remaining members of our 2020 draft class to step up because, well, obviously the schedule isn't out yet. It'll be out during the uh, summertime, but will the AFC South, which is the division the Titans are are in, well, we played the AFC East and the NFC West. That's brutal. That's Jets, Dolphins, Bills, Patriots. That's Rams, Seahawks, San Fran, and the Cardinals. That's That's eight of your six. Well, now, that's eight of your 17 games on top of two games against the Colts and the Jaguars in Houston. It, it's going to be a brutal, brutal schedule. So hopefully you have a good draft. Well, and my last take on the Titans, well, I'm sure you read this or if you haven't, our first round pick last year, number 29 overall, Isaiah um, uh, Wilson. Well, well, I was a big fan of his because he's a, a Brooklyn guy. He went to, uh, Polly Prep, Brooklyn born, Brooklyn raised, went to Georgia for three years. But a lot of people last year said, I don't know. He, you know, he, he he's a first round talent, but I, I wouldn't touch him in the first round because he's still a project. Well, but guess what happens? Well, we didn't resign Jack Conklin. So we needed a future tackle. So we draft Isaiah. Well, he got into two games. He got into four snaps against the Colts. One of those snaps where he got absolutely put on his ass. And then he came in for a field goal attempt against Baltimore. Off the field issues with partying and he had a COVID and then he had to be put on the protocol and suspended. And then you see him in the offseason, he's partying and on boats and his shirt off. So he traded him to the Dolphins, Will, which I thought was a great move. Which high school did Brian uh, Flores uh, attend? Well, Potty Prep, the same one as him. They set up things where, where he had to come in for a workout, a physical uh, doctor's um, appointment. He was late or no show to autumn. And the Dolphins cut him. Well, Isaiah Wilson is going to be, though, the the worst first round draft pick of all time for the simple fact of he never played he never played a meaningful snap no other team is going to sign him and well it's a shame he's six well listen to the numbers that i'm about to say he's six six 356 pounds that is a mammoth of a man <laughs> and all that talent is going to go to waste because you want to party you want to you know, hang hang out with girls with no shirt on. Well, some people love the game and some people play it on play it because they know what comes with it. Isaiah Wilson played it and got himself to a point that he knows what comes with it. And will bad picks like that set your franchise back? So now we have to go on and get another right tackle in the draft. And well, that's a pick wasted because we have all the holes on the team. So well, we shall see. I, I like the free agency they've had, but if we don't nail this draft, 
and if we don't get anything from our 2020 draft, we could be picking a top 10 next year just based on the schedule that we have. Well, let's see what happens as the season goes on. And as far as other teams go during the NFL offseason, man, you know, we hit we hit the Patriots up earlier. They've basically become the spenders, the end-all, be-all spenders at this point, something that we haven't seen uh, from, from Bill Belichick ever at that point in time. And I mean that crazy because as a Jet fan, what have they done always? They've always found a way to find B-list free agents, no offense to that, and they've drafted well. And they wound up going out there and winning championships because of it. And you can say what you want about Tom Brady being one of the greats, but, you know, part of it is most of it is a team game. And the Patriots have went out of their way uh, to sign a lot of free agent names. Hunter Henry is one. Uh, There was another tight end, I believe, that they signed as well, if I'm not mistaken. I have to look this up. But he was pretty, he was a big name uh, throughout all of this. And they wound up signing Kyle Van Noy back to, to the team. A huge part of what he brought to the table was just leadership. So here's what they've done thus far uh, this offseason. They've signed Hunter Henry. They signed Matthew Judon, the linebacker from the Baltimore Ravens. Kyle Van Noy is back. Nelson Aguilar from the Philadelphia Eagles. Juno Smith. David Andrews. Montravius Adams. And they got Nick Folk and Jalen Mills as well. Along with Kendrick Bourne. And... Dietrich Wise Jr. and Henry Anderson, and they resigned Cam Newton. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what all these hired guns are going to do now because that's what they all are at this point in time. They're all hired guns. And Sean, you can agree with me on this is the fact that these guys are going out and They're just looking for their next payday. I'm not worried about the Patriots right now at this point in time. I am not. Usually teams that make the big free agent signings during the offseason tend to not do well during the regular season. And we've seen this in all of sports, in any sport. So am I going to say that the New England Patriots are going to fall back on their ass? That's absolutely not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, The forecast of what we're seeing right now is just that. Can they go out and put out a good product on the field? We'll see what happens. Because, like I said, the quarterback, if Cam Newton's going to play, this is all going to revolve around the quarterback here. If Cam Newton's going to play like he did last year, they're not winning games. Sorry, they're just not. And with this whole COVID stuff, If he goes back out again like that, he ain't playing. So we'll see what happens. And, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, they went out and they signed J.J. Watt. Big move for them. It looks like they're going to be competing for a chance in that division. And that division has opened up ever so, ever so much. Now, outside of what the Rams have done and the 49ers need to get back to their relevant level of play, Minus Robert Sala, but there's still a question mark with Jimmy Garoppolo there. And this whole saga with Russell Wilson up in Seattle, the time to attack is now for the Cardinals, and this is it. And if you could get back a healthy Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, they're going to be scary. One of the best moves I saw was Curtis Samuel to the Washington football team. They needed another playmaker in the worst way, well, But then the next day, well, they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I hate that move, Will. And I'll tell you why. That team does not need Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, there are other quarterbacks available. There's still other quarterbacks available. 
you resign Taylor Heineke, you resign Kyle and Allen, you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. None of those quarterbacks are a QB1. And I think what Washington is thinking is ignore our defense is legit. We'll bring in Curtis Samuel. We'll bring in some other guys to round Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he'll game manage us through the division and hopefully to a championship. It's not happening. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm sorry. That's number one. Number two, Will, the, the football team, their offensive line is horrible. Will Taylor Heineke ran for his life every play. Now, he did a great job and almost won, won them the game, but you know, he was running for his life a lot of that time. That offensive line needs a lot of work, and they haven't addressed it in free, in free agency. And all you did, and you know, you bring in a 39 year old quarterback who, who doesn't run, that doesn't make sense. Also, the football team, bro, they're playing a, divi- a division winner's schedule. So they got to play the Packers, they got to play the Seahawks, they got to play the Saints on top of everybody else. It's going to be tough. That was one move that I definitely didn't like in the quarterback, but Curtis Samuel was a very good move. Well, well, another move that I definitely like, and you know, it 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 wasn't talked about as much, but I think people should because I, I think it was a real solid move. And you just mentioned that team will AJ Green to the Cardinals. Well, you have AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. Well, Larry Fitzgerald could afford to maybe take a game or two off and just relax and recharge. I still think AJ AJ Green has something left in the tank. I just think in Cincinnati, he just wanted out so bad. <laughs> but I love that Sonny Will. And Will, like you said, they're they are going for it. You signed AJ Green, you signed JJ Watt, you're going for a championship. They have to have a killer draft. They have to have a killer draft to get where they want to go, Will. So we'll see. So so We'll see what happens there, Will. But, well, I think uh, a, uh, and, you know, these moves were made uh, official, but, you know, I'm really very interested to see the two big quarter, the, the, the three big quarterbacks that change teams, Carson Wentz equals to, to the Colts. Well, I'm a Titans fan. Now, I got to deal with Carson Wentz twice a year and Trevor Lawrence twice a year. Just my luck, Will. Just my luck being a Titans fan. And now Jared Goff and the Matthew Stafford swap. Goff now in Detroit, Stafford on the West Coast. Well, a lot of expectations from Matthew Stafford. That's a team that's ready to win. And a team that's ready to win right now. This second, the Rams are ready. I hope he knows the the weight that's on his back row. So it's been an interesting off-season mode, and the draft is fastly approaching. Yeah, absolutely. And just to hit up on Matthew Stafford here for a second, him and Clayton Kershaw were high school teammates for baseball. And I'm sure Clayton Kershaw has texted Matthew Stafford about trying to get used to living in L.A., the pressures of living in L.A., and everything of the sort. And for the Rams, they had the best defense last year. They still have uh, Aaron Donald. And I don't even know if – did Jalen Ramsey resign? I – Personally, don't even know at that point. Um, I don't think so, but it's it's one of those things where you know he's going to resign it. So yeah, it's so, a he's gonna he's probably figuring out the cap, everything like that. Him and his agent, right, are, right, about the salary, of course. That that I understand. All right, so at least we know that LA is going to be uh, trying to find that that missing piece that they didn't have. In Matthew Stafford, maybe he's that guy now. We'll see. But uh, it's just absolutely crazy. But, Sean, any final thoughts on this episode, bud? Because we talked about the NFL, the offseason, the Texans here, the, the Jets, the Giants, and everything in between. And we didn't even talk about Russell Wilson at all. But, I, you know, what, what are your final thoughts on this episode? Enough, enough, enough to really to, to talk about on that on that front because Russell Wilson, he isn't going um, – Anywhere. Well, I'm actually watching his sister play for uh, Stanford, and he's actually at the game. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Wow. And I'm watching him here. Um, well, but, you know, I don't think there's anything there. I don't know how the hell the Seahawks turned down 
that trade package from the Bears. I mean, the Bears said three ones, two twos, and two defensive players. Any two. I mean, oof. <laughs> I don't know if I could have said no uh, uh, to that, Will, because I would have easily took Kyle Fuller, Khalil Mack, call it a day. <laughs> but, um, well, you know, in terms of final thoughts, just one quick final thought. Next show, I'm sure we'll talk. Uh, hoops will um, carry Irving. You know, he, he's he's been taking the games off and days off, and the Nets are on a three-game trip. Again, you know, two of the best teams in the league, uh, Portland tonight, the Jazz tomorrow night. And, you know, well, he, you know it's it's uh, he said it's a family uh, matter and what's going on. But, you know, well, because he doesn't explain it, I mean, and he doesn't have to. Let me be on the record saying Kyrie Irving does not have to tell us what's going on, if anything. But because he isn't open and transparent with what's going on, people have to assume. And it doesn't look good when your birthday is today and you decide, you know what, I'm not going on this trip. That's how people are thinking. But it's fucked up, bro, to think like that because what if he really has a family matter to attend to? And it just so happens, coincidentally, that his birthday is today. So it's like he leaves you like I I don't know how to how to how to how to feel because you know he's he, because he's missed games. But you know what? Well, the trade continues to look good. The Nets have played uh, played well. I think I read a report saying that KD should be ready in the next week. He's he's up to, to three and three, and he'll he'll advance to five and five. So. In the next week, week and a half, we should see we should see the big three playing again. Will and the trading deadline is coming up. Will on the twenty fifth. So um, you know, we, uh, some names may change places, some names may not. So we see what happens there. Also, will real real quick. Mets, Steve Cohen, Sandy Alderson. If you let Francisco Lindor get to free agency next year, I'm going to scream. You do not trade Andres Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, whoever you traded, and you do not sign this guy. Baseball does not have a salary cap. There shouldn't be a problem. But, well, here's where the Mets went wrong, Well, The Mets should have signed him to an extension right away. You did not trade for Francisco Lindor for one year. So why did you not sign him right away? Because, well... You're a baseball fan. I'm I'm a baseball fan. We know what why the Mets are punching themselves in the head right now. Nobody in the stratosphere saw the gigantic contract the Padres were going to give Fernando Tatis. Nobody saw that coming because he's only produced for one year. Nobody. Well, you can make a case Francisco Lindor should be paid more than him. And if he wants that, you can't really tell him no. <laughs> so it's like, well, I don't think the Mets envision going over $300 million, but you just might have to. Steve Cohen, you already said you, you know that you're going to take a loss in the first few years of owning the team. You better mean that because it's going to take 350 360 well, maybe 400 to keep Francisco Lindor. That's crazy to say, but... That's the times that we're in a row. So that's, those are my two final thoughts, Bill. Well, let's see what happens there. You know, we'll talk basketball, hockey, and we'll get into baseball, of course, on the next episode. It's been a long, long NFL offseason, even though it, it's been like that. It feels like ages. A week has passed by. It feels like ages that the NFL offseason uh, basically has taken hold of the sports world. And with baseball season coming up in a week, like we said before, uh, everything going on is in New York. It's just all about football at this point in time. Uh, anyway, I have no final thoughts here. Uh, just, you know, Islanders are playing well. Lakers lost out on LeBron. Big whoop. Uh, you know, and the Jets, you know, they, they got their free agent signings. The Yankees, they're trying to get their, their team back together. Uh, but let's see what happens as far as uh, the 2021 Yankees go. No final thoughts here, though, outside of that. Uh, from my main man and from my co-host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean the other Mike, 
And for myself, Will Cherucci, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. God bless. Stay safe out there. And just keep on, keep on believing. Peace out.